All right, experiment time. Experiment! Uh, I don't know how this is going to go for the listener. We're trying a new recording thing where I'm recording Mars over the internet. Ooh. I'm actually really scared because, like, your noise floor is so fucking high. <laughs> it bothers me a lot. Honestly, it does. The future is now. Okay, so this is episode nine of NTR, No Taste Radio. Um, it's been a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. Holidays happened, and then more holidays happened, and you had a lot of work stuff, and going back to Cringiana. Yep. For, like, family or some bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, man, it's been a bit, like, when's the last time we did one? Like, November? I think November, yeah. Jesus, you're a bad host for not, like, making sure these are uh, planned properly. I refuse to take sole credit or blame. I, I love the idea of I can do something wrong. Not, no, 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 no. Let me reword that. Mm. I'm like the idea that I can be a gremlin asshole, but make myself be in the right. That you makes can't. me so happy every time. Everyone sees through it. Okay. So, like, I think I've talked about before about how I only drive the speed limit. Okay. And so, like, when people are, like, being assholes and writing me and whatever and they can't pass, I'm technically in the right because they're speeding. Okay. So if anything were to ever happen and say they, like, got in a wreck out of anger or some bullshit, which has never happened, I would be 100% in the right because I was going the speed limit being a good citizen. Do you realize you sound like a psychopath right now? That's not how a psychopath sounds. A psychopath would be, like, successful in life. I don't want to address that with a response. What if you did? I simply will not. I just refuse. But what if? So, when we were talking to our friends recently, yeah, specifically our friends that watch the podcast, I need to tell you this. We have friends? On two separate occasions... And I can name names. Somebody told me, and one of them was today, and I know you heard it. No. Mars should start with her week first. Because <laughs> you always talk the whole time. You're right, I do. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is known. Oh, God, my compressor. No. My compressor's going off. What have I done? I'm not sure. Oh. Okay, compressor is not going as hard. I'm going to have to deal with that uh, volume change later in post. Hell yeah. Woo! All right, I think I got it back to normal. That's oh. showbiz baby. Um, so I'm trying my microphone in a new position that I'm not used to. I like to space my microphone out a good bit because uh, I like the sound of that because it's more natural that way. And, you know, it's more natural that way and better. And done for animation. Okay. Right? But my microphone is designed to get right up on it. Uh -huh. So I'm trying that. I'm trying to see what happens when I get right up on it. And um, my compressor does not like it. Yeah, that... Okay. All right, anyways. Uh, so on to your week. Um, you know, after all that, mm -hmm. I don't really know how much I have to talk about, honestly. Hell, shit, damn. 
It's been so long since the last time we talked that I haven't been saving up my anecdotes. You have anecdotes? Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes I get anecdotes. Really? Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of one? Uh, if I could give you an example of an anecdote, then I would not be out of anecdotes. Oh, I've been watching Survivor lately. Jesus fucking Christ. I caught some of that with you, and I'm like, I can't it's believe this. It's so good. It bothers me. It's so good. It actually okay. bothers me. that You you unironically love trash television the way I unironically love dumpster fires. I love Survivor right now. I know you do. I don't know why. I, I 100% don't. It's, I'm in it for the drama. I'm a messy bitch that loves drama. I know you do. You like knowing everybody's little business and what's going on yeah, and the who's who. The who mm-hmm. to hate and which group you gotta mm-hmm. be in and like who we hating over there. Yep. Yeah, I'm very aware. So tell me about Survivor. Tell me what what's that show about? Because it just seems like a bunch of crazy assholes on an island. That is almost entirely it. Except yeah. they get the stones from uh, Avengers. They get idols, right? Yeah. Um, so, so the whole premise is that there's like, uh, like fifteen or twenty, I forget people, that are um, on an island together, right? And they have to compete in like challenges. So, like the first, the season I'm watching right now is the David versus Goliath season. Um, which essentially boils down to there is one team of people that are like super hot, super smart, super rich. Everybody loves them, and they're like the Goliaths. Okay. Um, and then there's like the Dave, like strong all right, nerds all right, who like um, grew up. I fucked something up because I was testing it. <laughs> I saw a little mute button on on your box and Source Connect. <laughs> My brain just fully fucked up and then like, what does that do? <laughs> and I clicked it for a second and cut your signal out. Am I back? You're back. You're good. <laughs> Great. So anyways, uh... there's two teams this season. <laughs> And the Goliath team, it's David versus Goliath, right? And the Goliath team are, like, super hot, super smart, super rich, very buff, like, strong, successful. Like, some, like one of them's, like, a Hollywood writer. So one of them's, like... everything we're like, not. Right. Um, Hell and yeah. And then us, we would be on the David team. You're also, like, And these like are peaking. people... Great. They're, Hell like, yeah. these are the people that are, um, like not hot um they're like weaker they grew up poor they like really had to like make their own way instead of like the goliaths tended to like grow up rich instead um and so that's that's how it started was they were in these two teams yeah um and it's they started in these two teams and it was funny because like in the first episode um, one of the Goliaths, um, Allison, she's a doctor, and she was talking about how her dad was a doctor, too, and then she followed in her his footsteps, and, like, it took a lot of hard work and, like, dedication and blah, 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 and then the host was like, great, yeah, um, hard work, right, so uh, random David was going to med school an option for you, and he was like, no, um, my mom was, like, extremely disabled, so my dad had to work for the entire family, and we were on, like, food stamps and, like, 
Um, later on in the show, one of the people going about how their dad like had to sell blood to afford food for the family. And um the host was like, Yeah, so uh could you go to med school if you wanted to? I think David was like, No, absolutely not. So that shut Allison up like immediately. And it kind of just like set the tone for the rest of the season, which is like Goliaths are like these spoiled babies and Davids were like these people that have actually like worked to get where they are. So, like, naturally, you're rooting for the Davids, but it looks like the Goliaths are going to win. Naturally? Humans that have empathy are rooting for Davids. Oh. And, yes. Why wouldn't I want successful people to continue to be successful? Right. So, um, then, like, in Survivor, as the season goes on, um, every week... Or it's actually like every couple days. It's you're, like two days. Or you're three like days. so excited about this. You're actually running out of breath. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> every like two or three days, they have a challenge, and one of them is a reward challenge. So whoever wins, whatever team wins, gets like a reward of some kind. So in the beginning, it's like, oh, here's like a fishing kit, and here's like things to make a shelter. And then towards the end, it's like, Here's some spaghetti and garlic bread. Here's Somebody a pizza. Touch my spaghetti. Yeah, because they've been out there for like 30 days and all they've been eating is like rice and fish that they catch. So, so it's, it's just like, Rim World. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, if you can like fucking. It, it's like insane shit. It's like if you can army crawl under this net through mud and then swim through the ocean and collect these three keys and then unlock these puzzle pieces with the keys Wait. and then complete this puzzle, then you can get a pizza. It's just a Legend of Zelda game. More or less. That's weird. Um, yeah. So And then the um like the next round is something called an immunity challenge. So, like, they do that again, but it's, like, it's usually something more bullshit for immunity. So, like, in in the reward challenges, it is pretty consistently, like, there's some feat of strength, then there's, like, some feat of accuracy, like, dexterity, and then there's a puzzle at the end. And the immunity challenge are just, like, completely random and kind of bullshit. Like, the there was one immunity challenge where they stood... Like, basically, as if they were being crucified with their arms out and then their feet together on, like, a tiny rod. And they stayed there. And whoever stayed there the longest won. And the guy that ended up winning had stayed there for five and a half hours. That, hmm. Yeah. I'd get, like, five seconds in and then fall over. He was talking the whole time, too. What a cool Chad. He was not a Chad. He was a David. But we love him. His name was Christian. And so, so he was a Chad. Yeah, more or less he was a Chad, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, so then like over the course of the season, they like enough people get eliminated. So at, at the end of every episode, they have what's called tribal council where the tribe that lost the immunity challenge has to vote out one person out of their tribe. Um and they basically just like either vote out who they don't like or who they think has the best chance of beating them. So it's like the strongest people get eliminated first, usually. Um, and then like the more persuasive people might stay until the end. But uh, over time, they kick out enough people that they have to like 
become one big tribe instead. And then, like, it all goes to shit. And then everybody hates everybody, and everybody's going behind each other's backs, and everybody's like, I'm going to vote for her. And then they actually vote for, you know, some other guy. And, yeah, it's all about, like, betrayal and, like, social dynamics. And then they're also trying to survive on an island, which is just, like, a background thing. All right. So because I don't know anything about these shows... Mm-hmm. What's the difference between that and like Naked and Afraid? I haven't seen Naked and Afraid, but um, I think Naked and Afraid the the main focus is the fact that they're surviving. Okay. And in Survivor, <laughs> ironically enough, the main focus is like the social dynamics. So I think in Naked and Afraid, they're just like put naked in the middle of like the wilderness or whatever. And on Survivor, they're, like, in a tribe. They're given some things. And then it's, like, a question of you vote people out. And then who are you voting out? And making alliances. And, you know. Yeah. I'm not going to vote for you. And then they totally do vote for them. And then, you know. Throughout the season, they also have, like, advantages hidden throughout the island. Yeah, Juno's here, too. Juno's my cat. Um, There are, like, advantages hidden on the island. Um, these things called immunity idols, where, like, if they find an immunity idol, then they can't be voted out during tribal council. And then that just, like, opens a whole other thing of, like, BS, because (laughs) the whole tribe can vote for one person, right? They can literally have, like, ten votes against them. And then they play this immunity idol, and it's like, all the votes against them don't count, so then whoever they voted for gets taken out, and then everyone's like, oh, shit. Hmm. Oh, and they're playing for a million dollars. I forgot to say that. So I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. how do you rotate between all of your little shows? And also turn your game down a tiny bit, if you would. Yes, sir. Thank you. Um, I am just watching Survivor right now. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, my God. I hear kitty. Yes, you know. I heard your kitty. I, Double, I think you should watch Survivor with me. I think you would enjoy it. You want me to watch it with you, Mars? Yeah, I think it's so fun. You want to watch next season together? I don't know if I have the attention span for an entire season, but I will watch a couple episodes with you. Do you want to just watch the first couple episodes with me? I will watch the first couple episodes. Okay. Maybe we'll watch it after this. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give it a chance. I like, Yay! I like giving things a chance. You're going to hate it, but it's going to be so much fun. You're right. I'm going to hate it. I can almost guarantee that. But it's going to be so much fun. It'll be, yeah, it'll be a fun time. It'll be something new. I avoid a reality TV show like crazy. Um, So, you know, growing up in that MTV era where everything was like a reality show and it was mm-hmm. like the fucking worst. Everything on TV was just so awful and cringe and just part of a lifestyle that I never wish to, like, actually uh, <laughs> interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, is the whole, like, how is it, like, the Sweet 16 shit? And, like, none of that's going on still, right? I'm assuming that's all dead in that era. Um, I don't own cable. So if it is going on, I don't know. I know that there are still things that are going on that used to be popular, like... um. Like, Teen Mom is still on. Um, I'm trying to think of what else has been on for a long time. I mean, Survivor has, like, 41 seasons. It's been going on forever. Um, you know, let me see. Let's see. Longest. So 
Sorry, I'm trying to type around my cat. Reality shows. Don't type around the cat. Cops is the longest. Uh, the Real World, which has been going on for almost 30 years. Um, the Challenge, which I've never heard of, which has been going on for th- 23 years. Survivor, yeah, it's been going on since 2000. Um, Big Brother is still going on. Amazing Race. Oh, The Bachelor, yeah. Okay. I see. All right. So I I know we're doing your week, but can I like say a thing about The Bachelor? Yes, King. I would love for you to talk about reality shows. The Bachelor and The Bachelorette are just real-life harem animes. God, they're living my dream! They are legit, like, <sighs> IRL-like harem animes, and for some reason, Bachelor and Bachelorette are so widely accepted amongst, like, certain groups of people. Can I... Can we just, like, unpack this for a second? Because this... I feel like this touches on something that is, like, a dream of mine, Okay. Is your dream of of having a harem? Yes. Okay. And here's why. All right. I am selfish. I know. <laughs> I you know. am not polyamorous, okay? Because polyamorous people actually, like, you know, like, care and, like, let their other partners, like, see each other or other people. And, like, you know, a lot of communication is open. And that's not what I want, okay? <laughs> What I want is I want to be in the middle of a harem anime. Stop shaking your leg. But I'm yes. sorry. Shamelessly. So you just want to be high school DXD, but you. Yes. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what I want. Uh, all right. That's not attainable. Mars, if you had the option to, okay. Yeah. Giving you, giving you an honest answer. You can only pick one. You can okay. have your high school DXD style harem, or uh-huh. you could be interspecies reviewers. Interspecies reviewers. I'd also say like interspecies reviewers. <laughs> <laughs> so quick, I don't even have to think about it. I, yeah, I also don't even have to think about it. Or I could be redo a healer. Who knows? I don't remember that show. I think yeah. I've seen it, but... All right. One day, I, I know what? I don't think you'd like it. Maybe I'm getting it confused with something. No, I don't think you'd like it. It's... That's, mm, no, that's a bad one. Really? Can we talk about how Rance is a chat? All right, moving on. The rest of your week. The rest of your time we've been gone. Uh, I've just been watching Survivor and going to work. Jesus Christ. Like, a break from work. Ew. um, For the holidays. That's good. Did you do anything over the break? No. (laughs) I watched Survivor. That's fair. I mean, if you work and you get a break, it's like you'd earn the ability to just chill at home and do whatever you want. Yeah, true. It's nice because, like, I have not taken a break since I started working. Um, yeah. Even at my old company, you know, I I hadn't taken any days off. I took one day off, actually, um, to get my hair done. And I think I'm going to take a day off next week because I'm going to get my hair dyed again. I think in Double, the... What color do you think I'm going to dye my hair? Um... Peach. Peach? That'd be very cute. Peach hair is adorable. That's close to what I'm getting. I can't imagine you with anything dark. Okay. But who knows? Yeah, I'm not doing black or anything. No, like I I think the peach route. Either peach or like a rose color. That would be really pretty, but I'm really scared of dying or of like bleaching my hair that. Use a Kool-Aid packet. I've done that before. I've also done that before. 
<gasps> really? Yeah. Wait. What color? Uh, anyways, on with the rest of your week. No, you're not going past this. What color was your hair? It was for a special event. It was dyed uh, purple. Great boy. No, that's cringe. Anyways, moving on. Um, yeah, so I'm getting my hair done next week. And that's about it. Um, <laughs> I'd like to bring one thing up. You may notice yeah. that my second, my other host, co-host, yes, co-host. Yeah. I said it. You are now almost an equal to me. Oh, God. Uh, now sounds better, and it bothers the fuck out of me. Yes. Yeah, it actually bothers him. He's brought it up several times. I all right before, it was fine. Like we were, I would say we were on an even level of how good we sounded. Uh huh. But we had a very different sound. That and I'm not using my best microphone. Uh, okay. You got a new microphone. I did. Can you explain to me what that microphone is? I got a Shure KSM32. Fuck you. Just, just like a. It's like a baby TLM-103. I don't know if I'd call it that, but I mean, the sound is on the, in that direction. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can already tell this recording this, I'm not going to have to do much to your voice other than maybe compress it a bit. Yay! Like, it's too smooth and it bothers the f- absolute fuck out of me. <laughs> you, you have no idea how much it bothers me. I'm thriving right now. Uh, you know, my, like, I think I've told the story before about how I was in a VC one time with a bunch of VAs and I was like, yeah, I do audio editing for people. You know, I help people out and I got the whole thing like, well, you can't be a real audio editor if you don't like sound good on, on call. Hmm. That was like when I was first starting out like six years ago. Okay. And that like, kind of like hit me really hard. I'm like, oh my God, he's right. I that's like saying you can't be a computer programmer if your computer setup isn't incredible. Is that a thing? Because I actually don't know enough about computer programming to know like what kind of system you need. Uh, no. You can code on a calculator. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. Like a Texas Instrument one. Or something like that. Also, Devil, you're going to hate me. No. You're going to hate me deeply. No. I need to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back. Oh, that's fair. One second. We can stop sync here. Okay. I'll be back. I'm not muting my mic because I don't know how that's going to fuck things up. Wow. We are back, baby. Starting the new year again and jump cuts. Woo! Jump cuts. All right. So we're talking about your fancy microphone. Mm Mm-hmm. So you have a Shure KSM32. Yes. Why'd you buy that? You told me to. No, don't say it like that. <laughs> My dear friend Devilburb, who knows a lot about audio, told me that he recommended me to get this microphone. I don't like that you say it that way. Why? It bothers me. Why? It bothers me a bit. Why? Yeah, there we go. Um, it makes it sound like I make suggestions to people and I like force them to do what I'm saying. That's not what it sounds like at all. All right. Good. I hope so. Awesome. Do we need to unpack this? No. Like, uh, how you doing, buddy? Oh, I, I want to die every day, but 
Uh, you know, the fear of death and what I leave behind is more worrying than death itself. True. All right, so... Uh, I love your okay. microphone. I know it sounds weird. Your microphone yeah. makes me happy. That's very sweet. I It bothers me so much. Uh, you have your high-pass filter on, right? Yes. It bothers me so, so much how smooth and clean it is. Aww. Man, we're going to do so much cool shit with it. Um, The one thing I'd like to do in the future is get on to more recordings. It'd be so nice. Yeah. As anyone who knows me, if I start talking about audio gear, I kind of can't stop for a bit. It's true. It is very true. And I'm not an audio snob. Uh, uh, That's literally just not true. Even though I I will admit, I'll say quite often that the uh, Focusrite brands of anything can burn in hell. Uh Uh-huh. Except... Except their desktop preamps. Those things are pretty cool. <sighs> Anyways. Uh, I wanted to go into, like, one day, can we have just, like, an audio gear discussion? Just for me. We can, but I would have no input. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. Sounds like, true. I, I want to be honest, like, you're making your way slowly up there to being, like, having a very respectable rig. You've got your cool little uh, yeah. booth. Um, did you mm-hmm. get your shelves assembled? You ordered yeah. a bunch of shelves for like... Uh, yep. The only thing I didn't get assembled is like I I bought a laptop stand to put a monitor on. Yeah. And for some ungodly reason, the laptop stand does not fit together. So Hell yes. Yeah. Um, I am When you get a chance, I'd like you to live stream to me you setting up your microphone in your booth. There's a specific way I think you should set it up and it would sound really good. What do you mean? Um, I want to test something to see how it works out. Okay. There's a specific position I want you to put your microphone in. Okay. Yeah, because your microphone carries a lot. I don't want to say a lot of low end, but it's a very rounded, warm low end, and I want to tame that a little bit. For the podcast, it's perfectly fine. Woo! Um... But no, there's that. You're like you're doing really good for yourself, like building up your little, uh, your little setup. Thank you. I think we've discussed before. Like, there's really no reason for you to actually like get anything else until mm-hmm. you go one day. Okay, I'm putting the money to get me a good, um, like a top of line interface and preamp. Interface, yeah. Even just like preamp can come later. Interface is what matters most. Yeah. Um. RME baby face. Let's go. RME baby. I love the RME baby face so much. I, 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 I love it. It's so clean. things about it. Oh. If RME is listening and they want to give us a free baby face. I will actually say whatever <laughs> thing you want me to. We have no shame. Absolutely. We just want free interfaces. If you send Mars like a free RME baby face, I will f- I'll sell whatever you want me to on this podcast. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I have no shame. I am a whore for money. I wish I could uh, be a whore for money. True. I mean, what? He's being honest. It's very true. Oh, no, good for you. You're working it up. Thank you, gamer. Okay. I'm assuming it's time for my quote-unquote week, even though it's been a month and a half. Yeah. Uh, so, December happened. 
That's mm-hmm. been nothing but family hell and nightmare. Got lots of cool shit for, you know, the holidays. We talked about that before. I've been going at harder than ever on studying audio and been trying to get my little stuff together more. I am confident now to uh, put, I've been assembling it very slowly. I've been getting my demo reels together. I have the demo reel done for ACX, I believe. I thought I did. Good. Uh, I need to go back and check that one more time because I could be mistaken, but I thought I completed that. Then, oh, so I went to the doctors, uh, I want to say a couple times, but a lot because I do that a lot. (sighs) All right. So, you know, that feeling of you go to an ear doctor and he puts you on a diet. Uh, no. Well, that happened. How? Okay. So my right ear is all sorts of fucked. I have extreme fluid buildup in my right ear and it's causing me a lot of pain and I'm having a hard time hearing out of it. Okay. Part of what he wanted me to do was go on an extreme low sodium diet and try that out. And I went back and I said, okay, I've been on this diet and since you told me to, because you know, you canceled on me and I had to come back, I've still been trying my best at it. And me trying the diet was not like, I'm going to admit, may not have been proper because mm-hmm. me only eating like one meal a day is probably mm-hmm. not the way to do it. Correct. Yeah. And I've I've learned that. I have. I'll, I'll admit, I'm still doing it. Cause fuck you. So I went back to him and he's like, okay, so we've not actually done any treatment yet. I just told you to do that to see what would happen. I'm like, what the fuck did you mean? Now, he wants me to continue to be on a low-sodium diet, as well as he wants me to get rid of all caffeine, and I have to Mm -hmm. now go do two sleep studies. Apparently, my sinuses on that side of my head are absolutely fucked, and I'm uh, not sleeping well is, like, an issue with that. Um, Apparently, being able to breathe while you sleep is kind of cool. Yeah. I I I, I want to try that out. It seems pretty neat. I want to see what that's about. <sighs> um the other thing is we're trying to force my body to just like suck out anything that it can and force that liquid in my ear out. Um the only other option is me doing like a surgery apparently. But you okay. know what? I want to avoid that. I'd like to avoid yeah, that, that a bit because like I actually had a surgery for my ear as a kid too. It was so bad that he had to like put me to sleep and they had to pump my ear. That wasn't great. It doesn't sound like it. Nah. Anyway. So that was that. And he said, okay, you're pretty out of shape. You need to do something about it. And my reaction was like, well, I know. I, I, I get it. And the answer from to me to my doctors is like, I am in so much horrible pain at all times of the day that just doing simple things can be excruciating because of like me fucking up my knees and my back. Um, but I have been brute forcing it and I don't think I've mentioned it. I have been walking about half a mile. I bought, we have that treadmill we bought yeah. for the past month and a half. Almost every day I've been walking half a mile on it. 
Oh. Trying to just do that. Um, sorry, my kitty do a, a heckin'. Uh, that's been that's been nice actually because I'm starting to feel a bit of a benefit from it. I have the thing of like I'm so afraid of I'm gonna fall on the treadmill and die that I'm gripping really really hard onto the handles and when I get off of it my hands are just like had as much of a workout as my legs did. Mm -hmm. So it's a twofer. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Right. I don't know how excited we should be about this. What do you mean? Okay. Anyway. So I've been trying to take care of my health a bit. Um, right. The big problem for me is caffeine. Yes. We all know I'm a big, big caffeine junkie. Yeah, monster energy. I need caffeine to get by. And I don't know what I'm going to do without it. My inability to like make it through the day or even get up properly without some sort of caffeine hitting my system is it's awful. I I don't know what I'm going to do. It's ca like monster to me isn't even a drink anymore. It's like the moment I open it and get a whiff of what it smells like, I get this feeling in my head of like, "Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good day." Yeah, that sounds like an addiction. Monster Energy has been there for me through the toughest times. It's not an addiction. I, I don't know how to answer this. What? It's You're addicted to Monster Energy. I'm not addicted. I just really You're like to it. Monster Energy. I just like it a lot. That okay. Yeah. 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 I don't buy it. Why not? Anyways. So, the, I have a pack of Monster downstairs that I've been drinking for the past, like, week, slowly. And I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna try and see if I can make it my last pack. At least for now. Okay. I am going to be a horrible human being, like, the n next week on for a bit. <laughs> Great, I can't wait. The amount of doctor's appointments I'm have coming up and the amount like me not having to manus or anything, I'm gonna be a horrible piece of shit human being for the next like week two weeks. So that'll be fun. Uh Okay. I've been working on making my room better for myself. I'm so got tired of I don't know if I've mentioned my room's an absolute mess. Uh -huh. It's not a mess with like trash or anything. It's yeah. I used to have an apartment and everything that I had in that apartment when we had to leave is now in my room. Okay. So yeah, that'll do my it. room is like wires everywhere and I come up the stairs and those a wire that goes across this gap that I have to walk across. So I have to step over it. I swear, if you keep tapping your leg, I'll fight you. I wasn't tapping my leg, I was typing. Fight you. That I'm microphone sorry. must be very sensitive to movement. Or at least, you're like I said, I think it's your yeah. cable. I really think you should get a new XLR cable. I really think that it's the fact that every single time you say that, it's either when I'm tapping my leg or I'm typing. Yeah, and I think it's wiggling the cable. I don't understand how that would be happening. If it's a cheaper cable, then it, it can happen. It's not a cheaper cable. What is it? It's one you sent to me. 
Is it? Really? Yeah. Is it the it's the black one I sent you? I don't know. Yes. Those are amazing. I love those cables. Hmm. I've actually I've only ever bought that cable brand after I discovered them like four years ago. And that's what everything in my room is set up with. And I've I have so many because I thought they would break. I've never had a single issue with one. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love I love I love good cables. We're gonna do that shitty thing that some people do, and we're gonna buy you a uh is it a monster cable? I, I think it's monster. Forget the brand. Yeah, I think it's monster. You're just thinking about monster energy. Again. No, where they're like a fifty dollar XLR cable for a six foot one. They don't do anything other than just like not die. Yeah, um, I haven't really been doing a lot more than trying to better myself. Oh, our wonderful mutual friend, the Borker. Yeah. Pork and Borkin. Yeah, we should have him on the podcast. No, we shouldn't. Why not? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. And April. Mm. How about we have April on the podcast? Okay. All right, deal. He bought me RimWorld for Christmas. Aww. Um, if you, if anyone is not aware, I love micromanagey games. You love to micromanage, period. I, mm, oh, yes. A fine-oiled machine. I'm sorry. <sighs> it's like a feeling you get in your heart, you know. I get those Jojo Senki vibes. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing RimWorld almost every single day for like eight hours straight after Barker bought bought it for me. Mm-hmm. He bought it for me what must have been like two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and I already have 150 some hours in it. Devil. Fuck you. Dude. What? That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I think it was three weeks ago though because I bought the DLC for you about two weeks ago. Is that... Was that it? Yeah. Okay. So maybe it was mid-December. Yeah. Yeah. Barker got me thing mid-December. And uh, I have over 150 hours in it already. It's just kind of neat. Kind of neat? That's how you describe that? Um, For the first day he got it for me, like for the first three days, I think I played it for 10 to 12 hours straight. It's becoming the game that, like, when I'm not really doing anything or in between stuff, I open RimWorld up, put it on my thing, and then as I'm watching YouTube or something, I just let it go. Mars. Okay. Yeah. So you've heard me talk about my colony a bit, right? Maybe? Yes. How would you describe my colony? Psychopathic. What? Psychopathic. How so? You didn't have floors for, like, the first 50 hours. They didn't deserve floors. They can get society progressing on a technical level, and then they can have floors. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. How many slaves would you say that your colony has? Right now? Yeah. The one I'm running right now has at least seven. Okay. Hey, they get pretty good rates. I let them eat the food everyone else gets. Wow big deal right that's amazing they get their own cool little house that they have to sleep in with all the other slaves their own cool little house crackling you piece of shit i'll fight you 
Yeah, I'm freaking moving. Bruh. <laughs> you did that on purpose. I hate you. I know you did. <laughs> Barker just All right, DM'd doubled. me right now. Tell me more about your psychopathic colony. So, all right. I want my colony to be efficient. Mm -hmm. I, I Everybody is required to have a gun. Everyone is required to have armor, except for the slaves. They get, uh, for one for reason, one of my slaves is just walking around naked right now. Um, I don't think I have any tribal wear for them. The colonists that I have are all kitted out with bionics. And I've now been experimenting with brain AIs. Okay. Uh, I've been making exoskeletons for every single colonist, bion advanced bionic arms and advanced bionic legs. I'm making their bodies amazing. Turns out, if you have an AI persona core, you know, the thing you need to make the ships? Yeah. You can replace somebody's brain with one and turn them into an AI. You've told me this before, but this is good intel for everyone else listening. What? I'm gonna fight you. Anyways, I don't know how that's gonna. Oh, ooh, oh, that was a peak. I don't know how that's gonna translate later. To like, okay, I have three AI members in my colony of like twenty five right now. Something like that. You have a, three AIs. Yes. Um, I had it. I had a single incident where there was an AI uprising. I got a warning saying AI uprising, and the person who had the AI brain freaked out and tried to fight everyone. And then I gathered I mean, everyone around them anyways. to beat the shit out of them, subdue them, and throw them in prison. Then when they got out, they were fine. <laughs> uh, my colony is growing. I have. <laughs> I did not. All right. So I'm so focused on efficiency in tech. I actually forgot you can grow plants and food in the ground. What did you think that you were? What? How does that happen? <laughs> Everything of mine is an, an advanced hydroponics like uh, basin. So what happens if something like if the power goes out? Uh, they all die instantly. And you feel like this is an efficient way to keep a colony running. I have so many supplies, it's almost like not mm. even a problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I have so many. Wonderful, wonderful Horizon showed me the canning mod to can food, and canned food yeah. lasts forever and takes almost nothing to make. They can okay. also be used as ingredients to cook things. I didn't know this. Uh, mushrooms count as meat. Okay. Uh, nice. So I, all I need is a meat and a fruit substance and grain. So I've just been growing all the mushrooms, all of the wheat, all the sugar cane, all the little things. I've been making fancy foods for everyone. Uh, I've been trying to get the pizza farm going. It's really difficult because you need a lot of resources for pizza. I'm making <laughs> sweet rolls and juice for everybody and I'm making pies, and we're doing chocolate. Everybody's that doesn't getting... surprise me at all. Why? That you're making a pizza farm? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. Well, you need to grow beans to milk them. You need the 
because you need the milk to make cheese and then you need tomatoes and then you need grain, I think. Make pizza farm. Pizza. Um, I got yelled at yesterday, I think it was yesterday, Bye. by, I think it was Horizon and Barker, because I didn't have, for the longest time, I forgot that um, colonists like to sit down and eat. I didn't have a, like, a proper rec room with tables so they can sit down and eat. Okay. And then I made one, and I made a little tiny one with a TV in it and a statue, and I think mm-hmm. like four of the big tables in it. And But then I thought it'd be funny to give it checkered floors so it would look like a prison cafeteria. <laughs> and then they said, but no, they need it to be nice. And so I destroyed center of town. I expanded upon the living area so everybody has a fancy bedroom now. And mm-hmm. I made a cool, li- like, a cool rec zone. Wait, show me your colony. I haven't seen it in a long time. I've expanded my col- uh, colony. I got an idea from Horizon where he has a oh, farming no. colony um, outside uh-huh. of his normal one. So I have a couple people out, and we're farming goods, and we're going to transfer it back and forward to keep everything going. Wait, I want to see this. I haven't seen this in a long time. Yeah, when we're done, we'll do it. I've been getting performance issues today, and I don't know why. It's probably because you have, like, easily 200 mods. Uh, it was working fine this morning when I was playing it. I was getting the normal like frame rate I normally get. But yeah, the longest, the longer you go, the longer that like the bigger the save file gets, the more interactions the world has to keep track of, the more NPCs you run into. Uh, I think it's because of the farm I have running. The fields that I have are massive, and uh-huh. I might have to scale down on them. But we'll see where that goes uh, if I can even do that because it's like really fucked right now. My people are almost unkillable. Since everybody has like amazing armor, amazing weaponry, nothing can just nothing can take me down. I have all the cool little animals I want. I have like a hundred huskies. Mm-hmm. I have a hundred huskies and like six thrombos and a bunch of felines. What do thrombos give you when you tame them? Uh, they can kill anything. Oh. Yeah. So I've been having fun with that. That's been a good part of my life. All I can think about is RimWorld now. When I get into something, you know how I get overly obsessive? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh, So that's kind of been what I'm doing. Mars, I want us to play Outer Wilds. I'd be willing to buy it. I know I've brought it up a lot. You've spoken about how much you love space. I think... I, I don't know how much you like puzzle games or just like thinking uh, games. Yeah, I love thinky games. I love to think. Uh, are you aware like Outer Wilds is in like my top three games of all time? Yes, you talk about it. Me and Horizon talk about Outer Wilds every single day and we have ever since we like beat it like two and a half years ago. <laughs> oh, I thought I... Mm. I, I oh man, just thinking about it makes me happy. Andrew Prowlo, I love you. Anyway, so I'd like to get on to a main topic of today. All right, and I've been thinking a bit about this topic. 
and I wanted to ask you, Mars. Oh? Um, I think you're somebody... I, th- I know you work very hard. Yeah. Um, at what point do you decide you've worked hard enough? What do you mean? Like, are you ever going to get to a point to where you're like, I need to keep going more, like, bigger, faster... I need to compl- like continue to excel at everything and make like achieve something in life. Yeah. Or are you in the camp of like I just want to just be content with things? Um what I'm saying is are are you both. able to stop the momentum ever and go this is where I want to be in life. I think here is where I want to live. I haven't yet. I don't know if I can. That's what I was thinking about. Uh, I think about that a lot. And one of the like lessons I've received in life is never don't pursue happiness. Because like the concept of happiness and actually feeling happy are two different things. But try to per, like try to reach a place in life where you feel content with things. Yeah. And it's You've told me this before. Yeah. And it's not like um when I was struggling real bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I struggle a lot with this, this mindset. I want to keep this mindset where it's like, I, I've tried to teach myself not to do things for the sake of, I hope this makes me happy or I want to be happy. Or is there a possibility that it could make me happy? And the thing I want is to, I want to get to a place in life where I can say, Hey, I've got my little setup. I have enough going on that I'm supported or I can support myself or I got people around. This is where I can go and say, life is fine. Mm-hmm. And you know the kind of overly obsessive compulsive person I am. Yes. Uh, you know how nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. And I struggle and daydream every day of the things that can be instead of thinking about the things that are. Yes. And one thing I want to discuss is, like, either how do you go about breaking a mindset like that? Or how do you even find the points of, you know what? This is good enough. Because if you really think, like, a lot of us, even though it's, like, life can be kind of shit at times, we do have it better than a lot of other people out there. Who yeah, are. And I personally get really upset when some when I'm trying to tell someone like problems and they like I go, but well they have it worse. Are there people out there who have worse? It's like I fucking know they have it worse. What about I'm talking about me. I can't fix their <laughs> problems nor like I can't fix their problems as much as they can fix mine, right? Uh-huh. And that's something that my mom does a lot and she's always done that. Where if I bring something up and I say I'm sad about something or I'm sad about something, uh, I feel bad about this or I'm, I don't like this, one of the responses I almost always get is, well, you know, blank does this, or this person does this, or this person has it like this. And right. it feels as if you're taking the situation I'm in and either just deflecting it because you don't want to talk about it or not acknowledging the fact that, yeah, I can have problems too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's hard for people to remember that, like, Misery isn't a competition. <laughs> there are people who love to treat misery like a competition. Yeah, there are. Uh, just look at freaking Twitter or Tumblr. 
they're that that's one thing I don't understand where someone will say something like, Oh man, I only slept for like six hours yesterday, I feel like shit. And then another person will be like, Oh, I only slept for four. Like destroying your body and being a piece of shit to yourself and probably to other people for the sake of seeming, I don't know, better, stronger, or whatever, is a very unhealthy way to live. Mm-hmm. Or there's like, all right, have you seen those conversations where people speak about trauma and then somebody comes up and like, oh, yeah, I had this happen. And they turn it yeah, to yeah, them. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I hate those people. Uh, but on to the main thing, it's like, when do we find in life where we're going like, okay, this is good enough, I can stop? When you die. I thought about that. I, I've actually thought about, all right, so death is the un, un, like uninevitable fact of life. No mm-hmm. matter what we do in life or what we achieve or what we accomplish, we're just going to die. Right. Um, you know I have an... Ex- I am nihilist by nature. Yes. I, I hate it. I follow atheistic nihilism. No gods, no otherworldly, no spiritualism. Nothing matters in this universe. That's the way I like to live. Okay. I discovered this way of life when I was 12. <laughs> okay. Um, I probably grew up reading a lot of books I shouldn't have as a kid. I grew up reading Faust and Nietzsche. Uh, I read a lot of Ayn Rand when I was like 13, A Clockwork Orange. that's your problem. uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. I grew up loving books. And I was open and I read every book I could get my hand on. Um, And I liked books and things that made you think think about the world. Right. And, and and it's not all the one-sidedness of, like, yeah, you have all these bleak things, like 1984, you know, the Georgia Oral shit, um, Huxley and all them. Uh, I tried be going, like, the other side and be like, okay, what, what does the other side have to offer me? Because one side is telling me life is meaningless or our actions are meaningless or these things are not going to really bring any value to you. And mm-hmm. there's another side going, like, well... This is something to feel happy about. This is something you should probably enjoy, or this is something you should probably like. And I think both of these can add to the side of, like, where here do I balance this out to go, this is where I like to be. This is where I can say, like, I'm not necessarily happy, but I'm not miserable. And I think all of those elements can just congregate together and help you form your life and your opinions and your views on things. Say you go to work every day and it's, I don't think it's any secret unless I haven't talked about it on here, how much I despised my last job. (laughs) They utterly, they treated me like shit for five years straight. True. I joined, um, Mars, did I tell you about how they trained me? No, but I'm concerned. They took me to this big metal machine, walked me up to it, and this instructor said, watch the, guy to, like, watch the guy next to you, and then walked away. That was my training. She was okay. supposed to, apparently, she, got, well, she eventually got fired, but she was supposed to stand there, show me how the machine works, show me how the parts work, show me our tolerances, mm-hmm. and like get that stuff running. And my instruction was, watch the guy next to you. If that's like any indicator, uh, 
that should go to show five years of that uh, type of workplace is not a good one. Yeah, and yet you still consider going back sometimes, which really frustrates me. Money. But, and it's like, I think my workplace put me in a very, very bad spot. I was angry all the time. I didn't sleep well. I was worried. I despised getting up in the morning. I hated coming home. And it's it put me in a place to where I didn't want to be. It made me absolutely miserable. And it's just, but you got to think, that's only one element of your life, right? Even though it's hours and hours of your day, it's a single element. You come home and you're back in the environment you're comfortable in. You have the things that you like around you, hopefully, if you know if you're privileged. I don't want to use the word privilege. I don't think privilege is, the pro- is a proper word for a lot of this. If right. you if you live or your lifestyle accommodates you having these sorts of things like entertainment or devices you love or whatever the fuck you like doing, right? Like me with my guitar shit. If, if your lifestyle accommodates having that and you come home into every day to these things that you've like accumulated yourself and you enjoy... That's also another part of it, but you let those miserable parts of your day ruin the rest of what you have to look forward to. Mm-hmm. And I, and this might seem like another rant, but I do feel like, where do we take these things and go like, this isn't good for me. This is the good part of my life, but the part of my life I despise is coming over into the other part of my life I should enjoy. Right. That's not living to be satisfied or that's not living to be content. Yeah, so you should quit. And you're, and I think that answer is 100% the case. If yes. <laughs> that lifestyle can be left behind, you quit. Hopefully. Um, I did have the issue of uh, during the time when I actually originally wanted to quit, I planned on quitting at the beginning of the year of 2020. Which I'm sure as you, as the world knows, kind of fucked. Like, the world got super fucky from, like, Australia burning on onwards. <laughs> uh, hasn't Australia burned, like, several times? Whatever. Which, one, which time are you talking about? The, the one in January. It started in January of 2020, and Australia was just on fire. Do you remember that? Yeah, so 2020 on. Yeah, um, but at the beginning of that year, I planned on quitting. I wanted to take audio engineering to an absolute serious degree. I saved up thousands of dollars and I, along, um, along with my tax return and even with the, the check we got from the government, the stimulus check. Mm-hmm. And my thing was like, I want to pour everything I have into audio engineering. And then shit got worse. I think it was, was the middle of the beginning of May or late April that the world just started falling apart harder than ever that's like when we had the tp problem um my job got considered essential because the machine the machined parts we made went to medical equipment okay and my only option was well i was going to quit but i had all the parts actually bought in my home to build an amazing pc rig and I had actually all the studio stuff that I needed. I bought a high-end interface. I bought a bunch of acoustic treatment. And when that happened and we're like, people are losing their jobs. They can't go back. But uh, I was considered essential. Groceries are going out. TP is going out. 
I took all that stuff, returned it, got my money back, and used it to support the family here. Mm-hmm. And for a, another year straight, I think I quit at the beginning of this year in late February. Like, I, I quit late February. I felt like I was stuck because if I left that job, it was only me and my mom in the house working, and we had four people here. We had somebody who had, like, schizophrenia problems who could not be who could not leave the house we have Mm -hmm. my cousin who's never had a job and it was up to me and my mom to take care of the animals the house the people living here the groceries the house falling apart and uh, if i left that job that would be an entire person's income just gone and it's like during the pandemic that's not an option at least when the pandemic was rolling that hard. Mm-hmm. And that made me more bitter than ever. Where it's not a product of, okay, it's just a bad situation, right? It's a product of you're hit by a, a cause of the world. And it's, out, you know, it's one of those things that's out of your control. Where do you, where are you supposed to stand when you're trying to find a place to be content? But outside sources make it impossible. Honestly, I don't know. Because I think you, you uh, to an extent, have dealt with that too. Like, I, I remember, like, and I know, I don't know if you want to bring it up on the podcast, you were in a very dark place for a couple months <laughs> yeah. for a while, right? Yeah. And, uh-huh. but I'm going to be but honest. my dear friend Devil was so good to me. Yeah, you called me like four times a day and I sat in here with you while you were like upset and stuff. We watched things and did whatever. I was crying many times. That's very true. (laughs) Um, But I want to say about your situation, and I know Mm -hmm. I can't speak for you because I'm not you. Mm -hmm. So if I say anything that's incorrect, please speak up. I'll smack you. You at this time had an incredible, I'm going to call it an incredible job only for the sake of pay. Yeah, I got paid a lot. Or you said, devil, I don't have issues with money. I have raw cookie dough ice cream money. Yeah. You are buying these fucking tubs of raw, like, safe-to-eat edible raw cookie dough. And you showed me their, like, live stream of you had, like, eight of them in a stack. And you just ate them. Just went at I it. didn't eat all of them, like, at once. Let's no, be clear. I would no, eat, like, a spoonful of each one. But you're in a situation, I actually uh, considered you to be in a situation opposite of mine. You yeah. were in a place that I technically wanted to be. Uh-huh. You were, you had your own place. I had a lot of money. You had a lot of money. Your and own, I had zero happiness. <laughs> but you had zero happiness. And that's yes. another one of those things of like, well, m- m- for some people, money does not bring them happiness. Mm-hmm. The idea of things do not bring happiness. Mm-mm. But to me, I view me having no success as being the um, source of my misery, along with, you know, my physical debilitating problems. Right. And what I want, or at least I dream of in life, because I haven't had this for years since I worked at the foundry, where I was making a bunch of money there. And there was a period where if I wanted something, I could get it. I like I don't have the ability anymore to be like, okay, I'm going to put my car payment down, right? But I have the choice of, okay, do I buy some food 
or do I go get my oil changed? And before it's like, yeah, I just went to the store and I bought a new PS4 controller because mine broke and I bought like six pizzas. Yes. And I think both of us then have made a similar choice because I quit that job. You did. Because I was miserable. Absolutely. And my new job pays significantly less. Yes. Um, but also, I don't want to die as much. <laughs> so... Uh, I think that really goes into what's happening lately with the giant, like, um, the big issue of people just walking out and quitting. Like, people are so sick Good. of companies' bullshit right now. Good. Um, the... I don't want to dox myself. We have one of the big car company names in a... Stop shaking your leg. I'll fucking fight you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have one of the big car company manufacturers um, near me, about 40 mm-hmm. minutes near me. They had a ver- a large walkout because of Good. medical shit and pay wage um, discrepancies. Yeah. One Good. of the things was, okay, this company made billions this year like during pandemic shit they made thousands and thousands or millions of dollars and the employees were like what the fuck we got a dollar 50 raise uh yeah no agreed my company makes millions of dollars right i got a three percent raise (laughs) um are you did i ever say like to tell you about the event we one time had at my factory that made people walk out what was it um so they went and put little signs at every work type station in the factory. Like at the end of my row of uh, assemblers, they put this big sign up that says this made this amount of money in this like segment of time. Okay. And they Why did would that for, they think this is a good idea? Um, Because investors were coming in. Oh. They went to every single workstation type and went and like put a billboard up, a little sign up that says this makes this much production. This does this much. This goes to these people. And this is how much it made. And I went and I openly took a calculator in front of everyone and said, we literally make what I think was like 0.2% of what the entire value of what that was. That's insane. Um, they made mil- off of my line alone, the one I was on, mil- uh, million Millions. Wow. Because the parts we make, we're partnered with, like, we were partnered with another company. Like, we were technically that same company. Those parts go to, we were making stuff for washing machines, dryers, medical tech, and all that stuff. And that makes a lot of money. Right. And here we are making um, six and a half cent piece rate per part. I hate that. It made a lot of people very upset. As it should. And it's, it's just, it's, it's awful. The work, workplace situation right now is fucked. People really are finally is. caving in and going like, I'd rather like be miserable at home than be miserable here getting nothing. Yeah. And I think that's a good, that's like a good thing because like, like um, one thing that I've noticed in tech, uh, I work in tech like a trend that's been happening in tech that I really hope catches on. I don't know if it's actually going to stick around or not, but I feel like this would be sick if it did is uh, the four day work week. I just feel like if you had three days off every week, imagine 
Imagine, Devil, what we could accomplish with three days off every week. I had an opportunity to work at one of those jobs that yeah. it's it was four days a week. Mm-hmm. And apparently it was an easy job. It, okay. it was it was actually the comp like, it was like a canning company. They did metal um they worked with mm-hmm. metal canning and one of the things they did was they actually make the cans and labels for monster. Monster and Red Bull and stuff. God, that would be horrible for you. Um the issue with the job is it is at fourteen to sixteen hours per day on your feet. Yeah, that would have been terrible. In tech, it's like you work eight hours, but you work four times a week. So it's 32 instead of 40, and they're not decreasing pay. Yeah, um, it was 14 to 16 hours, uh, four days a week at, I think it was $38 per hour is where they started at. And to me, and I'm like, because uh, uh, somebody I was dating at the time, their dad worked there, and he was the one who let me know about open positions. And I seriously considered, like, that money is that money worth it because i have always been the top person the top assembler in the plant since i had started Mm -hmm. since the year after like i started i i strove to be strive to be the top person and they were also slightly partnered with us because they did metal work and we actually had things that we would trade back and forward like piecewise with them um yeah, he went and put in a good word for me, and they're like, yeah, we we take you no problem. And I did, I passed up a job that paid, started out paying almost $40 per hour, because I'm like, that would actually kill me. That would That's cause insane, me death. Though. And I, I had always assumed that, given the opportunity, I'd be willing to sacrifice myself no matter what, for the sake of earning money and bringing it in and helping the family out. And it turns out that's not entirely true. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but again, all this comes back down to is like, where do we go and say like, God, I can just stop here. And that'd be great. <laughs> um, I don't think you do. And I also agree with that. I don't, I 100% don't think you will ever have that moment in life where you can go and say, this is it. Maybe there are I mean, some I think maybe can. when you're like really old and like I, I think my granddad has probably reached that point. He's like extremely successful financially. He has like four grandkids, two gra- great grandkids. Um, ev- like everybody loves him in the family. He like literally has like more money than he can spend in the rest of his life. Like rent private jet money. <laughs> um, I have an uncle but, that's like that. Yeah. And I think maybe he's like that, but does he want to be a sugar daddy? Uh, no. Did you ask him? <laughs> I'll ask him for you. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Money. But I think like maybe someday maybe maybe the answer is that you will be content when you are done, whatever that means. When you're at a point where, like, yeah, I don't have to do that shit anymore. Yeah. The, I don't think the world works for us like that the way it did for his generation. There was that point during the, the era of what you would say maybe the 60s to maybe 80s where it's like, yeah, you went to school, you worked hard, you got the promotion shit, 
you busted your ass and be like, oh, yeah, I'm paying for the college at, and going to work and taking care of the kids. But at right. that time, like fucking college costs like what, $780 per term or some bullshit. Yeah. And then you go to now, you are, pro- there are probably going to be people paying off college debt for the rest of their lives. Oh, 100%, yeah. It is. Um, it is it's my almost, granddad what, grand? wasn't like that, though. No? No. He came from a family of immigrants and had, like, pretty much no advantage in life. Um, owned a fireplace shop. His goal was by the time that he retired, he wanted to have $50,000 in his retirement, which is obviously not a lot. <laughs> Um, to retire on. So everything that he's gotten since then is entirely investment. Nice. So. I love the investing game. I'm I in the it. investing game. <laughs> I, love I don't know it if a I lot. love it, but I'm in it. <laughs> I, you know how much I love markets. You yeah, know I, I love the market game. I love the investing game, the predicting and just watching mm-hmm. of data. Yep. Oh, man. If I have the capital to just put down and say, okay, I'm going to put $500 down, $1,000, $2,000 down on this thing and try and write it and see if I can get somewhere with it, I absolutely mm-hmm. would. Um, I think you and I will invest differently. <laughs> I think we would. Because I'm like, I'm going to put this much money away and I'm just never going to look at it again. (laughs) I have never had success saving money in my life. But as I know that it's like, oh, yeah, it's never your fault kind of thing. I have attempted six times in my life with as hard as I worked to put money aside and save it up. And each time I got up to almost the exact same amount and each time something happened and it had to go. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, so um, one of the first times I tried saving up money was I, I agreed in like 3000 some dollars. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, I saved up for like a year, and that was the first time I saved up money. Well, my dog got extremely sick, and his medicine was like almost $270 a month just to keep him alive for like another two years so he's not suffering. And right. the money had to go to that. Uh, there are other things to where I saved up money again. I saved up almost the exact same amount. A woman in a parking lot backed into my car and broke the door and the mirror. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have the money saved up to get it fixed professionally. I trained myself how to reassemble my car and fix it. But wow. parts take money, so do tools. Right. Like, I'm trying to say is like, they're... Um, and also hate to say this too, uh, people have taken money from me where we've had issues to where it's like, mom's kind of taken money from me multiple times and just assumed that it was hers to take to spend on thing. Mm -hmm. So every time in my life I've attempted to actually save money, it's been an absolute disaster. And now that I don't have the ability to actually save money now, it's kind of, uh, I, um, I've always been very good with managing money and tracking it and making sure I know what's going where. Um, right. I handle the budget for the family 
And I like, okay, this is what we're doing on groceries. This is our cost for all our bills. Like I, you know, I told you I keep Excel sheets and whatnot for everything. Yeah. Oh, but uh, money is fucked. I'd like more of it. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Especially like recently I've been trying to uh, like look into uh, a new place. Like particularly going back to where I'm from. Sorry. And um just from the last year, I'm currently in an apartment that's like fourteen fifty in a month. Um it's a two bedroom and a townhouse with a garage. So like it's like very nice. Like I love it here. Um but in order for me to get just a two bedroom apartment, like nothing else, like not the garage, it's not a townhouse, it's just, like, a regular two-bedroom apartment is $1,800 minimum at my at my hometown. Yeah. Um, That's insane. <laughs> Ohio actually is pretty cheap when it comes to rental prices. I, yeah, I, I'd have to see now. I'm assuming it's probably way higher than when I was renting. Um, we, yeah. We got a two-bedroom, one-bath with a, a full kitchen. And a massive living room, and it was only like seven sixty a month. Yeah, that's insane. With uh, I think water was included in that. Like we have a lot of good rental prices here. Uh, unfortunately, you know, city council decided they're going to take a bunch of bribes from places and crash the housing market horribly around here, so Naturally. people can't buy shit and only rent. But dude, fuck poor people, am I right? Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, capitalism. I love capitalism. capitalism. Mm, I don't think you do. I like the concept of it. I think you like being it. edgy. I, I like the concept of it and how the idea of it's supposed <laughs> to function. But mm-hmm. people were found out like, hey, we have lots of money. Let's give that guy over there with power over there. He's he like lots He likes lots of money. But he can take that lots of money and say, you guys get a little, little vulnerability. It's, it's, it's cool. You just, can just chill over there. Right. Right. Or we have, you know, leaders making fucking stupid decisions thinking that we should bail out banks and then they get their assholes waxed for like $30,000. Yeah. Trickle down economics do not work. They never have. Fuck Ronald Reagan. If his ghost is anywhere near me, literally eat my ass. I like Ronald a little bit. He did some cool stuff. He, he's, I don't want to respond to that because I have violent feelings towards it. He's got, he's like, I believe he's the reason we're in peaceful talks with freaking Korea. Uh, he's also the reason, or he's like the biggest proponent of trickle-down economics. Oh, absolutely. He was a good actor. Was he? I don't think he was. <laughs> Maybe we should stop um, hiring or electing, I guess. Uh, Hollywood people. Just a thought, though. I mean, Arnold would have been great. <laughs> Arnold's not an American-born. Like, he's not American-born. Yeah. It's fine. No matter, like, I, I don't give a shit whose side, uh, Mars, I'm, what's it? I, I don't know, I forget what the term is, whether the kind of person who doesn't identify with either political party. Um. Like, I just stay in the middle and I make the decisions on what I want based on what I personally... Is it? 
mm-hmm. where it's like, I don't, I don't hard say, yeah, I'm this or I'm that. I, I research, find out what I agree with or what I think mm-hmm. matches or what I, th- I feel is like probably the correct way or morally correct way. And that's where I'll go. Instead of just mm-hmm. being like, oh yeah, you got to vote Dem, you got to vote Republican every time. That's, that's, you got to be a side. The, you can have a collective of people, like group of people, and have them be intelligent. The moment they put a name to that collective, they become the fucking dumbest people on the planet. <laughs> okay. It, it's like, it's, it's, it's awful. Don't pick sides. Educate yourself first. And don't just educate yourself with like a quick Google search on whatever biased website you go to. Like actually spend time looking at both sides. Skepticism doesn't ride on opinions. Skepticism rides on the wanting to collect facts. Anyways. Yeah. So we'll never be content in life. We're going to die one day and that's kind of it. Whoa. Welcome to NTR. (laughs) NTR. No taste radio. Uh. So, to an extent of my beliefs, where it's like, I, I, I'm pretty open about the idea of people can have their lifestyles or what they believe in life. Just don't shove it in my face because I don't care. Mm. It's kind of cringe, right? Why do I feel like this is about to get homophobic really fast? I mean, it can if you want. I no, that's that was not an invitation. No. Uh. So my thing is like, be who you are. As long as you're not hurting anyone, who gives a fuck, right? As long as it's legal, who gives a fuck? I just mm-hmm. don't care. Don't tell me that you're that thing. Don't mm. make your personality be the single concept in your life. Be a okay, human being and about? be dynamic. You got some messy ideas here. What are you talking about, kid? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, nihilism. God, I 100% believe that mm-hmm. nihilism is the only true way to live. Okay. And I believe it's the only true belief system. And I know everybody's like, yeah, everybody's kind of like that. But I see absolute truth in the fact that nothing in life has any actual meaning to it other than the, that what we assign to it. But it's not in the, like, the edgy side of like, yeah, this life means nothing. I mean, right. literally, it means nothing because we had to assign meaning to it. Meaning is a concept. It's like there's a rock out in the desert no one's ever known about. Guy finds it, goes, oh, shit, it's 3,000 years old. It's important. Now it has meaning. That's what I'm, That's that's where I'm coming from. Okay. And that has given me for years absolute peace with knowing the world is fucked. You've had peace knowing that the world is fucked. I, I don't know if peace is the right way to say it. Um, It... It allows me to live my life knowing that my actions will only ever matter if I actually do something, that nothing outside is going to actually affect it. It is the mechanics of the world, what happens around me, the conditions around me, and my own personal self. And to me, that brings me a sort of mental peace. You learn to have no fear of what comes after before or now you learn to just live with the flow of life and let it come to you as it does stop shaking your leg or i'll fight you i'm sorry um what i'm trying to make with this is 
I think I have abandoned the idea of living content. And as generic as this may seem, I want to live in the now and what will be. Okay. I I want to think of the world as no, as just the reality around me and the actions and the things I do and the things in front of me are the only things that I can ever assign meaning to. Anything outside of that is just the clock turning as it goes. And um, I think that sort of mindset has abandoned all of finding finding your place, right? Mm-hmm. You either are in a place where you can say, yeah, you're fine. You're at the place where you can say, oh, I'm shit. It's not searching for either of those. It's understanding that this is this is how this is and going, okay, I'll just change it, I guess. If I feel better, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's my answer, at least, to how do I ever know if I'm content or if, how to find being content. Yeah, I mean, I've heard you say this a couple times. I, I'm aware of your nihilism. Ugh. I find it irritating, largely. <laughs> I know. Um, I, I know a lot of people don't like the nihilist way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I truly believe in some way that nihilism allows me to see the beauty in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you aware that I have an actual, like, a large appreciation for human, like, art? Um, sure. No, but yeah. Really? I have an extreme appreciation for the workings of humans. I have an appreciation mm-hmm. for our art. I look enjoy looking to the past and what we've done more than I like looking to the future. Mm-hmm. Like I like the things we built on up to this point to get us to where we're at now. I love interpretations of art. I love it is the only unique thing that we have as an animal to offer to the rest of the world. It's true. And to me, that's like, I feel my ability to disassociate myself with the world and how just instead of going things function because of a certain way instead and I mean because of a certain way because of like anything spiritualist or like that Mm -hmm. everything in the world has a reason that it does what it does and I fall that back to it has a scientific reason that it does what it does but everything moves and flows because it was it's just how it works. And to me, that I find the world so beautiful with that. That's pretty wholesome, Devil. I, I love art. It's, it's why I've always read books. I, I enjoy paintings. I enjoy music. I have always been a big, big thing for like, haven't had a big thing for the man, the human experience being like our emotional, physical state being portrayed in an object unique to us. Mm-hmm. Or a concept. Okay. And I really do feel my nihilistic view on things that allows me to separate anything outside the otherworldly and go, this is the experience of a human being being portrayed. To me, I find that extremely beautiful. And that's how I, I love living like that. I love that feeling. It's pretty wholesome, Devil. Oh, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. What do you feel 
your answer is to, can you achieve being content? Yeah. Do you think it's something you can achieve? Yeah, because I've been it before. Can you explain what that was? Yeah, I mean, I think that in my last year of undergrad, um, I had just started Anagomi. Um, I was just, like, hanging out with my friends pretty much every day after school. Um, it was during the pandemic when it was, like, really bad. Um, and so the, like, my courses were all online and they were all really fucking easy. Um, cause like the teachers didn't sign up to, you know, do online classes. So they were all extremely simple. All of the exams, the answers were online. Um, yeah, I just feel like I had like zero stress. <laughs> oh, Stress is natural. Yeah, it's awful, though. Stress is probably one of those, like, primal things in us to let us know that, like, oh, feel fucked. We're in danger or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I love those, too. I also you really love... love that concept. Uh, our brain is just dumb. We're a gross... Mm -hmm. We're a meat sack just full of electrodes. True. <sighs> just electrodes and chemical reactions... And the reason we function the way we do for a lot of things is just thousands and thousands of years of us just going, that thing sucks. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ah, oh. oh, man. So you feel, yeah, it's something you can achieve. Yeah. I think it's pretty neat. I think that's nice. And I, I honestly I hope, hope I that... get it again. No. Ew. You know what, Devil? Here's something we can talk about. No. And, and here's here's something that has been preventing me from feeling content lately. Is it me? Okay. No. Okay. Um, I have a phobia. And I mean phobia. I don't mean like, oh, I'm a little spooked of it. I mean like it literally is like a crippling fear. Hell yeah. Of time passing. Oh, I feel that. It is. I literally stay up at night thinking about it sometimes. Like, it paralyzes me in the middle of the day. I feel like I can't enjoy things because I am so scared of aging, of dying, of what happens afterwards. So, I have that to an extent. I don't. I wouldn't call it a phobia, but it is a con constant in my mind. Um, yeah. I used to be one of those people that I always had to know what time it is. Mm-hmm. I can't, I couldn't go without looking at my thing. I was even able to like tell time because I figured out I can make this many parts in this amount of time. And mm -hmm. based on the number of parts that I have, as long as I'm being productive, I could look at my parts and know exactly what time it is because they didn't allow us to have a clock because they said we kept looking at it too much. Okay. Like I found little ways in my life to always make sure I knew what time it was. It bo yeah. it bothered me, you no, know, like like you said, like the passage of time. That's a spoopy one. Yeah, and I don't know how to deal with it. Like you don't. That's horrifying. That's the worst answer. See, to me, that goes back to my nihilistic views: is you realize something is the way it is, and if it's something that can't be dealt with, you just realize, yeah, you don't. I would love to be able to do that, but I am so mentally ill <laughs> that I cannot. Yeah, I feel that. Time passing is a spoopy one. I have a problem sleeping. I have like a phobia of sleep. 
I have I've all, I've had an issue since I was probably a teenager where I would just try to conceptualize the world in my head and everything going on in it. And mm-hmm. I would lay down at like 10 o'clock at night and I would actually have problems where I would go multiple days straight without actually sleeping. Like I'd get up, go to school, come back home, have to do my chores and have to do my homework. And then you know, repeat the cycle because mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to take naps when I got home from school. Why not? Um, religious family thought it was an unhealthy way of life. And, you know, the whole thing about idle hands, the devil's play thing. <laughs> uh, you were just like jerking it 24 seven. No, they, <laughs> they literally like thought that if I wasn't coming home and being productive, that it would tend uh, make me go towards Satan. How did that work out for you? Oh, uh, pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. Are you sure? Yeah. You're incredibly mentally ill and an atheist. Yeah. Okay. One day we're going to go down the devil burbs religious family rabbit hole because that's a fan. Like, that's a neat one. I'm scared of that day. I I think what I was forced to go through as a kid with at least the religious parts of my family taught me to um, search out knowledge. Do you know okay. that thing that I have of I want to know everything? Yes. I want to know a bit of everything, at least enough to a point that I can carry a basic conversation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was always like that. Even when I was like nine or ten, I was like that. Surprise me! Like growing up, and I realized early on that I didn't believe the things I was being taught. I was only saying I did. I liked it because I made people happy around me. Mm -hmm. It made them happy knowing that. But I have always been into science, and even as a kid, mathematics. Before yep. I got super fucked up uh, by something a couple years ago, I was always into science and mathematics. I got as many books as I could get my hands on. I would go to, I found one day when I was 10 at Goodwill, there was this entire like college course of science books. There was 30 books in the series and it's like, from the beginning of time kind of thing to how cells work, how, um, you know, things are generated, how power works, how energy is like transferred atoms. I got that when I was 10 and that was my favorite book to read back and forward. Cause I always had, the, I had the mindset of like, I don't know what that thing is. Let me go see if I can find it over here. That's cute. And the idea of the pursuit of science really made me go. And like, one of the things is, uh, you know, learning about the scientific method. Yeah. One of my, favorite parts of that is the scientific method also calls for something to be it's like negative if you pose a question there has to be a like the opposite of that question applied to it if right. something is then something is then something obviously might be uh be not what um so it's like what uh what i'm saying is i learned to question things at a very young age and going and be like, huh, so I'm reading this Bible stuff 
And there's some things in here that aren't like lining up with some things over here. But the things over here, they're like, okay, here's how this works. And then here's how proof that it works. And I'm like, hmm. And then when I ask questions about that, and then you get being told that like that's the way of the devil, like that's the way of a, a Satan worshiper, and you shouldn't do that, and you're supposed to just have faith and not question, and maybe mm-hmm. go, hmm. Yeah, you were in a cult, um, for real. Nah, no, 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 no. Yes, because that's not normal, especially for Christianity, because like. There's, like, a whole thing in Christianity about how, like, it's healthy to, like, doubt. Yeah. So, you know, that just that just let me down my little hole. Probably towards the way I think now, where I don't like to take anything in face value. I like the idea of being able to research it and, you know, cross-reference whatnot, not, mm-hmm. as well as ask the opposite question of what I'm being shown of, okay, you're saying this thing is this. I'd like to see what the other side of that claim is and find out, okay, what has the actual evidence towards being an actual fact? Oh, that's the, that's, that's some young devil burb, devil bab stories. What? (laughs) That's some young devil burb trauma. I would actually, I think I was 14 or 15 where I, at that time, probably completed reading the Bible, like, front to back, at least twice. Yeah, I've still never read it. Um, I've read the Bible, I think, five times in my life, front to back, because it was... I should say this for uh, for context. I am a Christian. <laughs> I have not read the Bible. Most Christians I haven't. Just... Don't worry. You fit right in. Yeah. Um, And that made me go, I'm like, okay, there are other I- ideologies in the world. Mm-hmm. There are other people who are saying, no, nah, that shit you believe over there is wrong. This is the one. And so they're like, we have a cool book that also explains why this is the thing. Mm-hmm. And I sought out those books. Right. And I have, I don't know how many religions I've read up on. I've read up on Hindu. I've read, I, to my knowledge, I've read all, all the Quran. I've read the Quran, um, which I've, is wild because I haven't read the Bible. <laughs> I've read the Book of Mormon. Uh-huh. Um, like I said, I read a Hindi, Quran, Book of Mormon. I read the Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch, a bunch of other ones where I thought of my, I looked up the idea of religious scholarship and thought mm-hmm. it's just, it's the study of religion, right? Right. And I like the idea of going and being like, okay, everyone has this claim. I'm going to read their claims and I'm going to read their stories as to why they're like this and go, okay, maybe there's a decision to be had here. Right? You kind of mm-hmm. find out they're all a little bullshit and they have some crazy things in it that, uh, oh boy, I would say we don't do anymore. I, w- I would really advise that some of those stories be like, hmm, let's not repeat those. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, nobody is free of that. Every one of those has like some of that, like, oh, oh boy. I don't yeah, think I, I mean... can morally agree with any of this. Yeah. Yeah. All religions are old enough that they have some bad takes. Ooh, the like the awesome stories of like so like God sending these soldiers over and be like, hey, kill that entire camp of people, but they're young, like virgin children, you can have them for yourselves. And they do it. And they go like, God, that wasn't enough for us. Can we have some more? And it's like, Yeah, there's a camp over there, do the same thing. Yeah, that's not great. 
Or, you know, the whole, like, story of, uh, hey, give us that guy. I think we want to, like, assault him. And he goes, no, here's, like, my daughter instead and have her or some fucking lady, you know, and they, like, torture and assault her throughout the night. And then the next morning, he's like, oh, you know what's cool? Let's chop this body up and send it to the other kingdoms to be like, see the sick shit? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some terrible takes in uh, most religious texts. (laughs) Yeah, all of them. All of them have some weird shit, and I can't, like, I don't think I can morally go and say, like, do you want me to follow this and say, yeah, this is right? No, I don't think I can do that. Yeah, no, I mean, I think uh, there's definitely, like, you have to suspend some disbelief when you're getting into that, for sure. I I love the takes of, like, I made a comment today on a forum somewhere where, you know, people are like, I have the Jesus facts. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I made a comment saying, like, you know, it'd be really weird if people treated, like, health and medicine, like, if we treated crime solving the same way we treated health and medicine, if the inspector just walked up to you and be like, hey, I'm going to pray we're going to find the killer, then he just goes home and watches TV. I mean, yeah, fair. Yeah. Man, um, I don't know if it's apparent. I don't like religion. Yeah, you grew up in a cult. Like, unironically. I grew up in what might have been a cult, and then I educated myself on as many of the religions of the world as I could find, and went, hmm. Hmm. Some weird stuff in here. I mean, they're, like, literally thousands of years old. Yeah. I'm sorry, I went on a rant about religion. That's not what this episode's about. This episode's about we're fucked, we're gonna die, nothing matters. The end. SpongeBob. Wow, that's so much better. A little bit. I, I actually kind of feel better knowing that. I don't. I know you don't. Everybody has their own way of handling life. You gotta find it. Just don't find it in a cult, and please don't hurt other people. That seems fair, right? That's a fair take? Yeah. All right. Man, today's a spicy episode. Today is a spicy episode. Are you aware that I, like, love ranting about philosophy and whatnot? Hey, Barker, if you and April are watching this... Actually, never mind. Barker, I'm not talking to you. I mean, I'm talking to you, but, like, I'm not talking to you right now. Talking April, to the breadwinner. if you're watching this, come on to the... <laughs> yeah, give the phone to the breadwinner. <laughs> if you're watching this, April, come be on the podcast. Or one listener. <laughs> you have to listen to it even if you're on it, though, because if you don't listen to it, no one will. All right, so we've been going for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Would you like to add anything else topic-wise? Um, is there anything else you want to get off your chest? You're welcome. This is your floor. We'll speak about anything. Um. Uh. Even if it's just like a TV show or an anime or something. Uh, I've only been watching Survivor. I have no other takes. That's fair. <laughs> All right. We're going to take an entirely different route. I have an idea as to what I want to oh, talk God. about. What? Okay. All right, Mars, are you aware that I just want to have a podcast episode where we talk about spicy hentais? God, yes. All right, I want to do that next time. Oh, I'm scared. I really want to. I want to just talk about rants. What do you mean by spicy? I just want to talk about rants for like 20 minutes. About what? Rants. What's that? Rants is a fucking classic. Rants and Viper. 
and La Blue Girl. Am I going to be disappointed if I see what it's about? Um, it's about adult Kazuma from Konosuma, pretty much. Oh, really? Oh, he's a scumbag. <laughs> France is the based Chad hero we need. Okay, I guess. Um, okay. Um, are you gonna, like, is there a plot to it? Uh, I can't, I probably can't say the plot here on the podcast. We can't read it! Uh, we can't um, make an episode uh, about it! Uh, I, we can, but we're gonna have to, like, absolutely go, okay, this is some spiciness, you're listening to this at your own discretion. No, 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 no. I think we need to, we need to, we'll tone down the spice, okay? Like, we can do a spicy topic, but I think it needs to be spice adjacent, Okay. I, I um, can feel that. Yeah, I.e., I think we could probably do interspecies reviewers. I was also thinking. I've been. Th All right, Mars. Yes. I, I ironically want to ask you because are yeah. you aware that I've not seen the whole show? Oh, baby, we watching it tonight. Fuck Survivor. We're going interspecies reviewers. I was actually going to ask if you wanted to watch interspecies <laughs> reviewers. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I when I honestly think. We should find a crew and dub the rest of the show where Funimation left off. Wow, we will get dunked on so fast by copyright. Where will we even post that? <laughs> uh, we the hub? Yeah, you know what? We can put it on the hub. We have to... Don't we have to, like, verify that we're humans or whatever? You just have now? to verify that you're 18. Okay. Will you do that? Maybe. Yeah, if you do it. I don't want to do anything. Like, I don't want to give the hub my information. Oh, man. Respectfully. Oh, uh, one day. That'd be funny as shit. Yeah, with peace and love, I don't want to uh, give them my, my driver's license or whatever they need. Okay, so normally at the end of every podcast, we recommend a couple sacred numbers to, like, enjoy yourselves and have a good night. Instead, today, I will recommend an anime classic. For those of you who have not seen... Please, go watch Wendigai Teacher. Alright, everyone. Have a good night. Okay. <laughs> See ya.